Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, I'm so excited for our guest. We have Mina Savari. You know her from American Beauty, American Pie, Six Feet Under. We're here to talk about her film, The Accursed. This conversation is one of the favorites I've ever had on the show. It is so deep, and we dig in the bullshit of whatever fame means, getting success young, and having it really take off at a pace that's not normal for anyone, and, and, and what the reality of that looks like. And she has a book that we dig into. It means so much, Mina, that you came on and opened up to me in a way. I got so much love and respect for you, and I'm wishing you all the best. The accursed, ladies and gentlemen. Please check it out. All right, guys, here it is. Mina Savari, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to have you. You're like in a titan. I have so much respect for you and the work that you do. You know, it's it's so rare that an actress has depth and is also able to conquer comedy, drama, thriller, horror, and your career is incredible. I mean, it's I mean, you're a huge reason that I got into acting. I grew up watching your films, you know, I mean, um, American Beauty was like one of the first movies I saw when I was like, I think it was like 11 when that came out. And uh, my my parents are cool. They were pretty (laughs) rock and roll. But I remember you and Wes Bentley just stood out so much to me that I mean, everyone was great. But obviously, what a character. And then he's six feet under is, you know, one of the best shows of all time. And and then American Pie, you know, great comedy back when those movies got made. And, and now with The Accursed, it's so cool. And it's a real honor. And it means a lot to me that you're here. Thank you. You're so nice. Can I talk to you every day? Yeah, please. Yeah. I do free therapy. <laughs> Especially, you know, for people that live in L.A. They need it. But uh, <laughs> I normally feel so bad about myself. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to lift that by the end, if not already. But, but let's start at the beginning. Where did you grow up? Uh, so, um, I guess I kind of grew up all over. I was born in Rhode Island and I lived there till I was about eight. And then I lived in St. John in the Virgin Islands for about a year. So I didn't have third grade. And then we went back to Rhode Island and I had fourth and fifth grade there. And then we moved to Charleston, South Carolina. Wow. And I had middle school there. And then I moved out to LA, uh, to start high school. So right the summer before um, 94, moved out here in 94. Yeah. That's amazing. And was that at all tied in like to any desire to pursue something in the business or it just happened to be LA? Uh, Yeah, no. Um, So when, when I was young and living in Rhode Island, I did a little bit of child modeling and um, like print or, you know, uh, I did like a, I did a, a regional commercial that was my first commercial when I was seven. And then, um, but then I lost my two front teeth. And so they, they let me go. <laughs> you must love that Christmas song. Like, man. <laughs> like bring her back when she has teeth. I don't know, whatever. I was never a good model. So, so then um, we just, uh, you know, life course took us to Charleston and um, I attended an all girls school um, called Ashley Hall. And there was a modeling representative from a local modeling agency called Millie Lewis that came to just um, pitch this basic modeling class. 
And it seemed like something fun to do with a girlfriend of mine. The um, agency was close to where I was living at the time uh, in, in West Ashley. Um, and so I just started going for fun and then it basically snowballed. They wanted me to join the agency. So I had my first photo shoot and then very soon after that, you know, coming up within a couple months, they were having, um, a modeling competition, a a nationwide modeling competition. So they wanted me to attend. It was in Hilton head. They wanted me to. I went there with my sister. I remember that. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. My sister <laughs> did modeling. I didn't know that. That's so crazy. Oh, I'm like, not the same year, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just remember, that's the only time I've been to Hilton Head in my life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know any of this. Like, again, I'm in sixth grade. So um, they, they wanted me to go. And, um, and so I entered all these categories like uh, commercial or runway. There was makeup. Um, and I, I did very well. Um, I won a lot of awards and, um, then they had a day on the, on the, on the weekend where you would meet the agencies. I think there were like 18 top agents and they all wanted to meet with me except a couple. And all of them basically said, we'll take her at five, six. I was only five, two at the time. Um, I'm only five, four now. So I didn't grow. I told you I was never, never a good model, but I'm not like, Will. Sorry, Will. I didn't make so. it. Will. Will's got to give me some tips. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I, um, so they all said, we'll take her at five, six. Cause I think that Kate Moss had kind of hit the scene and changed, oh. you know, whatever the, the requirement. Um, and, and then I met with Wilhelmina and they had a kids division called We Willies and they signed me. They signed me as in their kids division. And so that coming summer, because I think this was like the top of the year in January, something. This I is went, into middle school now or I'm in sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that summer of uh I don't know, I'm so confused. Maybe I'm in seventh grade by now, but I went the first summer I went to New York with my parents under we willies and i did an oscar de la renta ad um and i did i did something else i did just a little bit of work um and then the next summer they said why don't you try going out to los angeles because they had a commercial division okay and like i told you i wasn't getting any taller and they said <laughs> they said why don't we just you know have her try try that for the summer and i came out uh here to la uh, I was 14 before my freshman year and I booked a rice roni commercial and that gave me, I was a principal. I was cast as a principal, not, you know, I was a student, but I was a principal character, a lead. Back character. when they were SAG commercials, yeah. right? And so that gave me my SAG card. Wow. And they said, you know, you should consider moving out here. Like it takes people so long to get a commercial. You should really consider it. It was this yeah. whole thing. And um, the decision was made. So I went back to Charleston and I had a couple months of my freshman year there. And then I transferred out here. Were you comfortable, you know, because I've I've had a lot of, you know, people that started modeling on the show. I don't know how you want to classify it, but did you feel like a level of performance or performativity to it? Like, were you enjoying that aspect? So I wrote a book about my life. It's called The Great Peace. And I tried to start from the beginning. Um, And so 
it's hard for me to answer these questions because I apologize. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. It's only hard for me to, to answer it because it, I know that it's very mystifying for others. And I, and I, that's why, I mean, I wrote the book because I needed to do it for myself, but I believe that's why I needed to communicate it is because there's so much, um, I don't know, maybe like mystery around that. Um, I think that for me, I didn't have that sense. I know what you mean, but I didn't necessarily have that. I think that, and this is what I tried to write about and communicate is that there's a whole trajectory up until I got to LA at 14. There was so much that I had already experienced. And I think that personally, I was so used to adapting. That was my skill. And I was always sort of in a, in a, a state of survival. I talk about something that happened to me when I was um, just shy of my 13th birthday. I was only 12. So yeah. basically my, my life, personal life completely crashed to the ground and my professional life took off. And so it only took until, you know, I mean, I was about 40 when I decided to really write about my life because I'd just been going. I was so used to what I knew, what I learned how to do was do what was asked of me. And that was the process of it. You know, when I was in Ashley Hall in, in sixth grade, I chose medical research on career day. I didn't choose theater. I never saw that for myself. I was much more like literal minded. I wanted to study science, you know, things like this. My father was a psychiatrist. Like I was always. They weren't in the business at all, right? No, I never thought that for myself. But I think that acting and modeling, like when I did some of it when I was very young, is probably a really fun outlet for me. Totally. Um, it It was a great way for me to express myself because I wasn't. I think if I were to make any kind of like assumptions, I wasn't really given that space to do that in my, in my own personal life. So getting in front of a camera, like being someone else or turning it on, I don't know. I just, I, I think it was, it was um, a good outlet for me. And, and um, it was something that I just, I learned how, to do. I talk about this in the book. I, my first photo shoot when I was 12, hearing things like she looks 18, like, you know, all of that created a mindset and I like a traumatic one or, well, I remember being in, in New York. Um, and you know, I'm 13 and I would just go into, I, we stayed at the Gramercy Park Hotel, Park Hotel? Oh, before man. it was renovated. And we stayed wow. in the back part where it was the long-term stay and they gave you the key to that little park across the street, the little private park. Yeah, Gramercy Park, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I would go and I would sit there with a book and I would just sit. I, I always remember being very alone. So I didn't have any way to talk about any of that or process any of that or really like, I wasn't in that, like, I know what you mean. I, I had to figure all that out later. I didn't have that guidance around me and I didn't have that mindset of like, this is strategic. Like when I read American Beauty, 
I didn't, I never watched the Oscars. I never thought about awards. I never was like, oh, this script's going to be successful. It's going to make a lot of money or I could be nominated. Like, I didn't think like that. I literally thought, oh, I know how to play Angela and I'm just so happy to have a job. Like, it was so basic. It was just survival for me that I I didn't get to enjoy it, really. You know. well, th- that part's sad, but there is also a beauty just to kind of be naive to that, that there's success in that, you know, because there's so many people that are so hungry for that. It, 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 it takes away from the sincerity of it. You know what I mean? It's like you genuinely. Yeah, it's it's very weird. I mean, uh, I know what you mean. I just I always felt like um, my job was to be there for others. And I. That's what I did. Even on that, on that film. That's fascinating because you're incredible in that movie. You have so much, there's so much existence behind your character, you know, and you just see, she's kind of been through the ringer and you feel for her. uh, American beauty. Yeah. And, and I would never guess that you didn't feel comfortable. I I was like, this girl's the future of Hollywood, you know, I mean, well, I write about that. I write about that in the book because a lot of people, and I knew that that would be very surprising, but, um, yeah, no, I was in a very, very, very dark, dark place at that point in my life. And I truly, um, and that's why I'm, you know, for some reason, like I ended up in this line of work, but I'm very grateful for it because it saved me in so many ways. If I didn't have those jobs, if I didn't have those sets to disappear into, um, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, American Pie and American Beauty, especially then at that time, really saved me. Would, would you say that, you know, obviously you had one job when it, when it you know, when you're shooting it and then very similar to what we're doing now, another job when it comes out, having maybe seen the film, seeing the film and then seeing the end result, did that change your approach and your. No, I still didn't get it. I remember when American beauty came out and I remember people at the premiere telling me, I know I'm a case. I get it. But like, no, it's amazing. I love it. I'm just telling you the truth. I, I thought that people were saying, congratulations. This is amazing. And I was like, okay. Because I didn't, I honestly didn't care for that. It wasn't going to be the answer that I always needed if I became famous. I didn't care about that. I cared about the work. I cared about the collaborative effort. I cared about, you know, the day to day. I didn't want to be known like that. It was, it was very strange. And I remember you know, um, people talking about how successful and because American Pie came out right before American Beauty. And I genuinely thought that every movie made a hundred million dollars. Like, I'm not kidding you. (laughs) I was just like, whatever, like, cool. They're successful. Great. I had more important things to do in my life. Like try to figure out how to survive the day, you know, like at that point in my life, there was so much repair that needed to happen. But that's, but, you know, and so that's why, like, it's, it's, you know, nobody really noticed because I was so good at just doing my job and hiding. Yeah. I mean, you're truly, 
in, in, exceptional. And um, on, yeah, I didn't know that in order of American Pie. And obviously, you know, we for those that aren't in the business, you know, usually when you're under 18 on a set, you have to get tutoring X amount of hours that you work. So not being in high school at that time was, it was American pie kind of a high school experience on, on filming that or also just. Yeah. There. I had a, I had just graduated. Okay. Um, so you graduated. Re- yeah. I graduated in 97. Um, but I know what you mean. I was working throughout high school. Um, I did have tutors that just sucked or like never showed up. <laughs> They're uh-huh. always like those people, but you know, you still got your hours in. <laughs> 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 Um, but, uh, no, I had graduated in 97 and, um, I wanted to just take, I didn't like, I wasn't set to just go into college. I hadn't figured any of that out for myself. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take a year off and like figure out what I want to do. And during that time, I just focused on my job, which was all I ever knew how to do was act. And I, booked American Pie and then American Beauty back to back. So I was 18. That's amazing. But but American Pie, it did. I always kind of said that, you know, like it gave me my high school experience and I couldn't talk about that then in the way that I can now. I had to play that up, you know? Yeah. I was Heather and everything was roses. But my life life was very opposite. Very opposite, so... And, and, and you, you mentioned, you know, that your life is, and I totally understand why, because if you look at your IMDb, it, it's just go, 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 go. At what point, you know, after American Pie, American Beauty, did you start to kind of recognize and, and maybe, okay, I'm an actor. My job is, is performance. Like, I, how do I have fun with this? Or did that not come for a really long time? You know, well, I remember those moments, but it felt sort of like it did feel confusing because again, I didn't have that support around me to really like educate me into any of that or guide me. It was just sort of like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I don't know, you know, so it's just no. kind of like, you know, just, um, figuring it out. What I did know at the time was that at least some of my heart needed to be in a project or like, I just couldn't do it. And it felt like after American Pie and American Beauty, there was sort of a push to like play this type of role. I feel like things were, I don't know, for me, it was a bit different than like it, it was sort of like, you've got the pretty girl who has no substance. And then there was like her best friend, the character one, who's like intelligent. Like there was, it was just these really weird portrayals of people, I feel like. Very myopic Hollywood yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and I just knew that I wasn't passionate about pursuing things that I felt like would have been more that like I just wanted to challenge myself and so I pushed myself to do I worked on a like for instance I worked on a project uh, that Eunice Ackerlin directed called Spun where I played a methamphetamine addict and that was shocking you know that wasn't you know from from I think the impression that was given then that wasn't like the move to be made you know because we have to play this this there's an archetype you have to fulfill to play the game, you know. Yeah. As they so say. that was sort of like, why are you? You're gonna play a drug addict. You're the girl from American Beauty. You're gonna play a drug addict. So I was like, yeah, 
because I'm an actor. Yeah, it's acting. Not myself, (laughs) but like, yeah. So that I feel like, I don't know, but I'm very Aquarian. So I own it. I'm like all over (laughs) the place. And there's just, I have very unique interests that others don't share and that's fine. So those were, you know, I think that it, it kind of, if you were to label it anything, it was more like independent filmmaking content because those were the stories that interested me. Those were the characters that interested me. And so I pursued that. I did have a moment where I just felt like I, I don't care how much you want to pay me or how big this production would be. There's no equivalent of a Marvel movie now, or, you know, it just felt there was no substance for me. Totally. So as an actor, I just felt like, you know what, this isn't what I what I wanted to do. And do you feel like, you know, pun intended, you had to take agency to seek those projects out because your reps probably didn't want you to do them otherwise? No, they were there, but I think it was just like a that's unusual. Yeah. Kind of warning you, you know, uh this well, could be- people warn me but I just think that that's the temperature with most people if 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 they're given a sure thing why not ride it out yeah you know you don't want to do something that's safe the safe bet you know if you will yeah you don't want to do something that's different and challenging and and uh you know we're unsure of but I I like living in that space (laughs) it's much more interesting to me And, and while this train is just taking or the plane really is just flying you know are you still in LA like during these times off from these projects like are you able to get some time to yourself and just kind of recover especially with press tours for films like American Beauty and 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 American Pie you know they just go on and and so famous you're everywhere on billboards you know I imagine especially in LA that's really hard to escape I just think that's so weird. It's so cool, like, talking about it now, but it just gets so weird. Yeah. It is weird. (laughs) It is weird. Yeah. It didn't didn't add any more to my character. I love that, though. That's why you're a great human. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a, it's something that is, I think so many people are so focused on, and and, uh, it's the journey. I remember being in Vegas once and this, I was at a party and this guy, I didn't even know him. He walked right up to me and he looked me dead in the eye and he said, I will do whatever it takes to become famous. And I think my heart stopped. I just thought, wow. And this was before Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) This was before social media. God. So I don't, I mean, I'm just talking to you honestly. I, no, I don't, this is why I, I created I this. I don't understand that because that was never really an objective for me. I was just trying to survive my life and, and find some stability somewhere. And, you know, and I knew how to work hard, you know? And, mm. and so, you know, it's still this journey that I'm on of like, it's fun for me. Like I now really enjoy what comes to me. Like, and here we are with a cursed. Yeah. Not that somebody would have thought of me for a project like this, but it's, it's fun for me to try to figure that out. Like that's cool and interesting, you know? And, and I try to work with that. I try to be open to it. Um, yeah. Instead of, Instead of, I don't know, I think the wisdom that I've garnered for myself is like, 
I, 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 I like to live my life more with ease and, you know, to me, I'm very spiritual. I feel like there's so much communication, you know, that we always have. And I don't want to be too limiting in my views or too controlling or forceful. I'm like trying to make something that wouldn't ever be, you know? So it's, fun for me to just kind of experience this and um and i use the curse as an example to be like wow and i it's like what, what? one of the most intense things that i have ever read and let's and talk about it how did it come your way the script was sent to me and i just i was shocked i thought like oh my god like wow you know you thought of me for alma and she's such an intense character but like that's cool to me um, yeah i i like that challenge I personally don't want to be thought of to play one thing over totally. and over, you know, and, and that's also in conjunction with what I was trying to communicate earlier. I felt like there was just so much more I wanted to show or experience um, and be and, a part of, you know, I, I, I wasn't just Angela or I wasn't just Heather, you know? Yeah. And, and so I w- when I read a curse, I was sort I've, I've always loved the horror genre. So it was like always, and you've done dabble, you know, like American Horror Story. You've done in other experience. It wasn't your first proper. No, yeah. no. I've always I've grown up loving horror. I, I guess if anything, I thought because of some of the things that you know Alma ends up doing in this film, and the allusions that you can see to other, you know, filmmaking within totally. the curse. Um, I to me, I thought like that is so cool to be a part of. Yeah. It's a dream to do something like that. And and when you, when you got that, you know, I imagine, you know, so much of that comes to live on the set, but was it immediately something that you're like, I want to do this? Oh yeah. I mean, I thought, I remember talking to Kevin and I was like, you want to do what? Like, <laughs> some of these moments, uh, I mean. It's an incredible film that starts off one way and you think it's going to be one thing, but it's kind of a bait and switch narrative. And I love that, you know? So when you were attached and not coming in till the 30 minute marker, was that something that like concerned you at all? You know, like that it was. No, gonna... cause I don't look at things like that. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. You know, that's like sincerity, which is so rare in this business. And so when. But like when you... that all needs to go, you know what yeah, I mean? That I, is that toxic. old dynamic. And, and I was talking about this earlier in another, another interview, like, and, and also working on the accursed and I call them my Sarah's, but Beth, Sarah Dumont who played Beth and um, Sarah Gray plays Ellie. But you know, to me, like, they're like the, you know, the younger generation, the next generation and just seeing like how, um, how, uh, present and again, like accepting and open and passionate about the project and like on the ground with everyone. That's awesome. Not this like, Oh, you can't look at me on set. God, you can't talk to me or like, ugh. It's like it's so exhausting. Like that's the whole thing that I've never bought into. That yeah. And 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 for you, when you when you get an interesting role, specifically like you know one that's a, a character that's very far from yourself. 
I totally understand if, if you don't want to talk about it, but what, what is your process? You know, do you, do you like to rehearse and kind of figure it out or is it something that you work with the director specifically on or does it change every piece by piece, you know? For me, I, the more information, the better. Um, Cause I just love it all. Uh, probably too much. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, it's what makes you a great. I ask too many questions. That's my Aquarian mind, but I, um, I mean, as much as anybody wants to give me, I love rehearsing. I love um, having as many conversations as possible. Um, I know there's all these like weird politics, but I've always loved to like talk to the writer if I can, as yeah. well as the director, you know? I love that. Um, because I, I, I just, the more information, the better. The more I have a foundation that I can go from, I love that. And it doesn't mean that I don't have ideas to bring to the table. But again, there's that dynamic of like, what does the actor want to do? What does the actor think? Oh, it's only their opinion. No, like I love working with the director. I love working with the writer. Like I'm especially in it's case specific, but if I'm not the producer on it, you've hired me as an actor. I'm here for you. (laughs) I sometimes get so thrown off by these dynamics that I see on set and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, what are we doing? You know, we're trying to communicate somebody else's vision. So I love to come in and really be there for them, unless it's something that's like, you know, we can all bring our ideas to the table, but I love to just be really open and see what they have. And that just creates it for me in reference to the accursed. I mean, we shot in Savannah, number one. Like I, you're that already, tree, I knew it was Georgia. Oh man, you're already in yeah. the element. You know what totally. I mean? You're already feeling that city, right? And it's so gothic. It's perfect. Yeah, and and then meeting our hair and makeup, and what are their thoughts on Alma? Oh, maybe you want her in this really severe, tight bun, you know? And then meeting our costumer, and I see these like suspenders with these stripes and I was like oh god like I, all of that gives me an impression and oh. then I just I don't know I just like do something with it like they just when I had the outfit on when I'm when you're there on the set when you're in the cabin when you're feeling all that that's how it comes alive for me and that's my process when it's like you're working with everyone and then you're there and you're feeling it, you know, you're feeling that character's like wardrobe, you're feeling their world. And it just, I don't know, just kind of like. It's kinetic. It all comes together. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm curious then, you know, going back to what you said earlier about, you know, just being there for, for almost higher on the earlier projects. And this one, did you feel the pleasure of, of existing in that world and collaborating, even though you said, you know, Kevin had a very clear vision, you know, was it, was this an enjoyable shoot for you? Yeah. I mean, I think that like in reference to my past, I just, I, well, and the part that's still with me is just never feeling good enough. So I always had this sense of like, I mean, I remember thinking, you know, dual thoughts of hearing about an offer. And I'd be so excited. And in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking like, no, they don't really want me. It's just a joke or something. So I always battled with that. And so I I separated myself because of that fear and insecurity. And I would just kind of come in and like do my thing. Um, I guess I just didn't feel like I 
deserved to be part of that conversation. So that's why, you know, um, I didn't get to enjoy that. Like I, I was thinking, I'm so happy to have this job on American Beauty and everybody's just so nice. Yeah. But I also, again, what I wrote about in the book, I couldn't open up to anyone about my life then. I, I wasn't normal. I didn't know how to be, you know, I, one of the things I talk about in, in the book. Well, is, if, if it's okay, can we talk about the book? Like, well, Okay. So like while I was working on American Beauty, my boyfriend at the time was taking me to the strip club and telling me to get up on stage on amateur night and encouraging me to do that. Jesus. So that's just one example of like the headspace that I was in. So I didn't know how to own what I was doing. I didn't know how to be like, hey, I'm I'm playing Angela and I, I got yeah. something to say. Like I didn't know how to do that. I knew how to do my job because that's how I survived. So as I got older, yeah, I was like, I do have something to say, and this is fun, and I want to be a part of it, and, you know, like, it, it's so so much more rewarding. I just had this whole impression of, like, I don't know. It, it really, it was a weird thing that I suffered from. I never got to really enjoy that or, or um, yeah, I never got to hang out with Thora or Wes in the way that I could have. I never got no. to hang out with anybody from American pie in the way that I could have, I would just go and do my work because I had to survive this over here. Wow. And, and I'm curious, you know, because it, it, it all this, you, you know, so much has happened between modeling and, and that starting at a certain point, you know, when you, you're so big and you're working, was there ever a, a coach or a mentor or an artistic father or mother who came in and w- was kind of nurturing for you, even if they weren't, you know, technically an acting teacher in, in the classical sense, just someone that was able to help you find catharsis in some way? I think, I mean, it, no, because <laughs> like I talk about in the book, just a a lot of relationships. I ended up getting married, um, very young. Um, yeah, I was always just caught up in trying to create some kind of structure that felt solid yeah. around me, but no, I, I, if anything, I had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. I understand. I, I'm, I'm a recovering addict. So I, I, I know that experience you know, doing that myself. And I'm curious then, so then, you know, so much of film and TV is, is catharsis. And, and eventually you get to this point where you want to write this book and was the impetus then to kind of go back through and live those experiences as you wrote about them and kind of dig through and, and, and heal through that writing. Like, did you find it? Yeah, I, I just felt like um, I needed to talk. I just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't act anymore. I couldn't pretend. I was so exhausted because, you know, I had, that was part of my survival mode. It's like, especially, you know, doing press for American Pie or, you know, American Beauty or having like, it just was always a struggle to fake it. If you will. Yeah. On how great my life was and like, and it, yeah, it just felt like, but I was so used to that, you know, I was like, oh, turn it on, play the game. I know how to do that. Yeah. But then I was just tired. 
Yeah. You know, I was tired of this. I was tired of hiding. There was so many things that like I'd gone through in my life that it just wasn't fair to anyone. I didn't write the book for anyone but myself. And I know that that's very weird. No, it's not at all. It's it. Who writes a book and doesn't like, you know, I don't care about the numbers or like what, how do you promote a book about trauma? That's like exhausting, you know, (laughs) I'm grateful for, for people giving me the opportunity to do so, but I did it to move on. I did it because I wanted to have these conversations because I'm not going to sit here and act like someone that everybody thinks, you know, I am. And it's been really interesting, you know, um, it's, it's all like, you know, a, a gifts in a way and very rewarding, but um, it's wild. And, but that's like why we're here is to communicate with one another. Right. Yeah. And, and thank you for sharing all this. It, it, yeah. But it's, it's mystifying when, you know, and I'm happy to break that mold. You know, if a lot of people thought this and that's not the reality, that's many times the truth. Yeah. You know, so I'm hoping that we can, you know, if anything, I'm writing my book was to just further some conversations that we need to have. Yeah, I understand. And thank you for doing that. And I'm curious, did writing the book then, like, do you feel like it ignited something in you? Do you, do you still write? I thought about writing about my birth <laughs> because I, when I finished writing the great piece, I, I got pregnant. I want to again, very wild. This is what I mean about the process of letting go. I made space for something new, you know? Um, And I never even thought I would write a book. So that happened. But then when my birth went down as such, I thought, wow, you know, maybe I should also write about this too, because it just feels like I want to address a lot of things that I feel like people aren't addressing, you know? So, Yeah. And would you, you, could you ever see yourself doing a screenplay or a play or, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've thought about that. I mean, even with the great piece, I originally um, wanted to, I thought about creating content in a way that it could be, you know, inspired by my story. Um, Or I just wanted to show or a movie or or something. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. But I, but it was still a part of me of feeling like mm, maybe I can like share my story, but not share my story. Like an anonymously, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then when I was sharing this idea, because I found my, um, uh, a, a binder that I had entitled the great piece back when I was a teenager and it was poems and stories that I'd written and then my diary. And so that's what inspired me to like, think of this idea like maybe I want to put this out there in some way. But then when I shared my diary and this binder that I had, um, I shared it with a friend and they encouraged me to, you know, they were like, you should really write this as a memoir. And I was like, but I'm only like 40. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to write my memoir. Does that mean I'm dying soon? I don't know what that means. No, not at all. I mean, your existence <laughs> has been so weird. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And, and, and thank you for writing it. I'm going to look it up now and, and, and really dig into that book and, and I have a few final questions for you and I'm so grateful for your time and thank you for coming on and sharing all this. It really means a lot to me, you opening up, you know, and it, it, it it's, it's, it's very brave, the work that you're doing. And I appreciate-, I appreciate this. And this is also in conjunction with why I did that is because I want to live this next chapter, trying to help others. That's literally <laughs> my, my next question is, do you feel like now you you've shifted into the next chapter of your life where you can 
have fun and enjoy this and and do the work you want to do and fuck the bullshit, you know, and not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm allowing, I'm allowing more compassion for myself and that patience. Yeah. This whole idea of perfection. Like, what is that? It doesn't exist. It never has. We need to, you know, and if we're so connected more than ever, let's just be compassionate with one another. And like, we gotta, we need it. Look at the world right now. Yes. And, and for all the young artists listening that are really inspired by everything that you said and, and relate to your experiences, you know, I know this is a really tough question. I ask every guest this question. What advice would you give to a, to a younger Mina if you could? I know, like so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that's probably like a, an essay right there. Yeah, but... I totally <laughs> I mean, you're, oh, I have learned um because I'm 43 now um how important you look 22 you're so nice but it's zoom no right light in front of me no Will told me I, I texted <laughs> <laughs> there's so um it's so important to listen to intuition and your instinct that is so real you know don't doubt those moments and those feelings for yourself Um, you have every right to be feeling them. You have every right to communicate how you feel. You have every right to bring whatever you want to the table. You know, those were all things that I didn't listen to, that I pushed down, I ignored. Um, And the really fascinating, but, but so tragic thing is I was the only one experiencing that. Yeah. And that's so worthless. It really is. You know, it's so needless. Yeah, but it's it's life, you know, and, and things happen to us. And we don't have control over the way we process things. That's just, you know, how we're born. And, and, and you, I mean, the mountains you've climbed, it's, it's amazing. And I'm so grateful for your time. You know, you, yeah. you're a titan and you're a real artist and, and you're in it for all the most beautiful, sincere reasons. And that's so fucking rare, you know, and it's so badass. And I but got so much love. That you're also, you're never alone. That's also a really big thing. I know what you mean on how we process those things, but I think in the way that I got so used to thinking that no one would listen or no one would do anything if I did ask, that's a big thing to overcome. You know, truly, oh. I truly want people to know that there's always someone who will listen. Yeah. You know, that person is out there, you know? No, it's super important. And if anyone hit me up, I'll, I'll listen to you and, and thank you. And, and so your book is out in the accursed, incredible film. It's so divine timing with Halloween. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. It was, I totally see why you did it. What's next. Can you, can you say? Do yeah, you know? I, um, I have a film called breakwater coming out. Um, I don't know the dates on any of these, but breakwater and then a beautiful film called the Dresden sun that'll be coming out. Um, and then I got to work on Reagan playing Jane Weinman, which was epic. Amazing. Yeah. So Mina, you're crushing it. I'm so proud of you. And I really hope you're having a blast and <laughs> you deserve you. nothing but happiness. And I, I'm so glad that we connected and it means so much to me. And I hope one day, you know, we get to to work on something or grab a cup of coffee. And, and you. I'm yeah. saying you so much love. I love I'm sure I'll see you again. Yeah, for sure. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. 